Welcome, everybody. We are so glad that you are joining us today. Why don't you join me in welcoming all of our City First Church locations. City First Anywhere, Cape Coral, God Behind Bars. Guys, come on, give it up for them. Those watching on the Pando app, and then, of course, those who are here from our Spring Creek and Stateline locations. Well, I am so excited, you guys, to be sharing with you today. It has been a little while, and we are in one of our favorite series of the year, our At The Movie series. And guys, I'm super bummed. This is our last week. Sorry, they saved the best for last this week, obviously. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, how many have enjoyed this series, but also learned something practical about following Jesus? Come on. That's what it's about. Um, and so in this series, we've been taking stories that are found in movies, but the movies aren't really the topic, right? It's just the beginning of the conversation. You guys, Jesus told stories. He used stories to communicate timeless truths. In fact, do you know this? That the entire Bible is the greatest story ever told. The greatest story ever told. It has adventure and intrigue and scandal, lots of scandal, romance, <laughs> good guys and bad guys. And ultimately, ultimately, it tells the story of God's relentless love for his creation. The Bible is not boring. It is not boring. And the movie that we are going to be talking about today isn't boring either. You know, when our two oldest boys, Caden and Connor, were growing up, Friday nights were pizza and movie nights. Anyone else, right? Pizza and movie nights. Now, all the parents know, and this might just be an aha moment for all the young people here, but yes, these moments were for making memories and traditions, but truth be told, these movie nights were really because we were exhausted, and the thought of just sitting on the couch with our family <laughs> sounded pretty amazing, right? And as my boys got older, it became a running joke in our house that on movie nights, I always wanted to watch the movie that we are going to talk about today. And that is The Goonies. The Goonies. Woo! How many of you are familiar with this um, movie? Yes, it's one of my favorites. If you've never seen it, it just means you are young in this family, or really old. Um, but in this film, there is a awesome ragtag group of kids, of neighborhood kids, who live in the Goondocks neighborhood of Astoria, Oregon. And the Goonies are led by Mikey Walsh, all right? And they attempt to save their homes from foreclosure after, after they discover an old treasure map that takes them on a crazy adventure, right? To find the long lost fortune of one-eyed Willie, a legendary pirate. So let's go ahead and check this out. Sis! Get over here! Don't touch it! Don't touch it! Oh, Mike, hold this! Why me, Mike? Mike, thank you for taking us off 
There's a real big ball, you know, and it's got this big thing. What are you doing? Hey, Mike found the map. Yeah. Hey, look, look, look. That says 1632. Is that a year or something? Ye intruders beware. Crushing death and grief. Soaked with blood of the trespassing thief. You guys, this map is old news. Everybody and their grandfather went looking for that when our parents were our age. I mean, I mean, haven't you ever heard of that guy? What's his name? The pirate guy, One-Eyed Willie. One-Eyed Willie. Yeah, he was the most famous pirate in his time. My dad told me all about him once. Dad'll do anything to get you to go to sleep. <laughs> hey, Mike, the... I believe you. Yeah, well, I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all. I think you're full of I think you're, you're not asking me. Chunk, break this time, Chunk. Hey, you guys, look at it. Hey, you guys ever heard of this guy? Look, Chester Copperpot? Chester Copperpot. Look, Chester Copperpot, missing while in pursuit of local legend. Reclusive scavenger claims I have the key to one-eyed Willie. Wow, do you guys realize what we could do? Nobody ever found nothing, you guys. I mean, why do you think this map would be up here in this attic when it could be in some safety deposit box somewhere, right? That's right. And anyway, if Chester Copperfied didn't find it, how would we find it? But what if? You guys, just what if this map could lead to one-eyed Willie's rich stuff? Maybe. Then we wouldn't have to leave the goondocks. Come on, hey, Mike. I don't, I don't want to go on any more of your crazy goonie adventures. Guys, ding dong. Come on, what are you doing? You don't want to do this? Sixteen thirty-two. You know, the unlikely hero of this story is Mikey Walsh, the young kid with braces who has a small frame, but a big heart, right? A big heart. The one who dared to ask, what if? I love that. What if? What if? You know, the kid who doesn't take no for an answer, right? He rallies his friends, he takes some risk, and just doesn't quit. All to find a treasure, a treasure. I want everyone to say treasure, but here's the deal. You have to say it in a pirate voice today. Okay, you ready? One, two, three, treasure, right? You know, in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, our faith following Jesus is likened to a treasure, a treasure. It says this in Matthew chapter 13, verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, his what if moment, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field, to buy the field. And the point is this, you guys, is that the worth of Jesus is so invaluable, so great, that it's worth giving everything we have for him. It's worth giving everything we have for him. It is worth trading all that we have and all that we are to gain more than we could ever imagine in Christ. You know, I love what it says about the man there. It says, in his excitement. 
in his excitement, he sold everything that he owned. Do you know that when we understand that the more that we've been wanting from this life is connected to Christ, there is an excitement and a joy in giving it all to gain him, to gain him. This idea of gaining Christ is a lifelong journey. You guys, it's lifelong. Dare I say a lifelong adventure. You know, following Jesus is wrought with challenges, joys, struggles, setbacks, highs, and lows. And oftentimes, we can think that following Jesus will actually bring a life of ease. You know, after all, we will quote this verse, right? Jesus did say that he came to give us a rich and satisfying life. A rich and satisfying life. That's John 10.10. But this is different than an easy life, a pain-free life. You know, Jesus is very clear with us on what we can expect in this life. It says in John 16.33, it says this. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I love those words. Well, actually, not really. <laughs> I don't love these words, right? What does it say there? You will, not maybe, not, well, you know, I don't know, it might it might not happen to you. No, it says you will. And this is Jesus speaking, you guys. You will have, what was the next word? Many. <laughs> not just a couple. Many trials and sorrows. Woohoo! Right? <laughs> you know, can I talk honestly today as, as your pastor? Is that okay? Can I do that? You know what? I've noticed something that in the Church of America... In the West, it seems that we've often reduced our spiritual walk sometimes to an equation. A plus B equals C. If I love God, and I love my neighbor, and I do some good things, and I try to live the way God asks me to, life will be simpler It'll be easier and, and maybe even a little bit carefree. This is kind of like what we've adopted. But then here's what happens when we have that equation mindset. As then when life brings challenges and things don't pan out the way we thought they should, we begin to question God's goodness and his faithfulness and his plan. And we doubt, we doubt you know, if I've seen it once, I've seen it a thousand times. People have expectations that are unmet in God. And then something happens, and we begin to become full of doubt and frustration, right? We can fall into this trap of having expectations on God that really, you guys, when we read his word, he never really said, See, I've seen it once, I've seen it a thousand times, but when the Goonies here set out on their adventure, they understood it would be risky. They knew it, you guys, that they would encounter danger and peril, right? And, and struggles, and it is gonna be true for us. 
Things will not always go the way we want. Life won't be easy. It doesn't mean that we don't walk through life with faith and hope and prayer. Of course not. We do that, guess what? But it simply means that we understand that following Jesus and living this life will have challenges. It will. We are not exempt from them because we are Christ followers. There will be trials. Things like risk and fear and uncertainty will be apart. But all the while, guess what? He goes with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He is with us. And as the Goonies set out on their treasure hunt, <laughs> there are two essential elements that they take on their journey. When you watch the movie, you'll notice this. The first thing is this, the map. The map showed the way. You saw Mikey stick it in his coat pocket and he was like, this is important, right? <laughs> Without it, they wouldn't know how to, to, to navigate. They wouldn't know where they were going. They wouldn't know how to kind of approach the terrain that they were heading. They wouldn't have the clues they needed to overcome the obstacles that they encountered. And boy, did they encounter obstacles. The map gave them insight and it gave them direction and it gave them confidence then to take the next step, even when they were afraid. On our adventure, you guys, we have a map. Do you know that? We have a map. And I know you're already way ahead of me on this, right? Our map is the Bible, the scriptures. And I want to read a psalm to you, okay? And it's a little bit longer, but I want to read this to you. And I want us to just kind of sit in this for while I read it. Just kind of literally listen in because this is what God's word says about God's word. This is what God says about our map. It is life-changing, you guys. It is powerful. It gives us direction. And our walk with Christ will be nothing what it could be if we don't follow the map. If we don't follow the map. And it says this. It's Psalm chapter 19, verses 7 through 11. Listen to this. The revelation of God is whole and pulls our lives together. The signposts of God are clear and point out the right road. The life maps of God are right, showing the way to joy. The directions of God are plain and easy on the eyes. God's reputation is 24 characters gold with a lifetime guarantee. The decisions of God are accurate down to the nth degree. God's word is better than a diamond, better than a diamond set between emeralds. You'll like it better than strawberries in spring, better than red ripe strawberries. There's more God's word warns us of danger and directs us to hidden treasure. Otherwise, how will we find our way or know when we play the fool? How will we know? He directs us to hidden treasure. The word directs us to hidden treasure. Listen, the word of God is a treasure itself, but ultimately it points to the treasure. And that is Jesus. 
That is God and his great love for us. Can we just pause for a second and be reminded of the rich treasure that is the Bible? The Bible. You know, there are a number of different ways that the Bible describes itself. Describes itself as solid food, as milk, water, honey, gold, a sword, an anchor, and a light shining in the darkness, and of course, a map. This is no weak book. This is no weak book, and God invites us to take and read, not for bits and pieces of dry information, but for life and wisdom and understanding. This is his story for us. This is his story for us. And I want to, in these next few moments, it's, a, it's okay, I want to give you a little history lesson regarding this book. Because sometimes, right, we don't know truly the, the, the beauty of something we hold if we don't know the history of it a little bit. And you know, the Christian church is a little over 2,000 years old. That's when Jesus walked the earth 2,000 years ago. And after he left, the church was born. And for most of the first 1,500 years, the average person did not have a Bible. And even if they did, most of them could not read. And we can thank a man by the name of William Tyndale, who lived in the 1500s for the English translations of our scripture. You know, the Bible that you and I read and that we hold in our hands, even if it is in, you know, lit up on your phone, okay, is a Bible, listen, that costs some people their lives to translate. Men like Thomas Hitton, who was burned alive at the stake in 1530 for having a smuggled New Testament in his possession. Tyndale himself, once escaped arrest and imprisonment for his work in translating the scriptures to English. Later, he was tricked by someone that revealed his location, and in October of 1536, Tyndale was tied to the stake and strangled by an executioner. Why? Why? His only goal, his only goal to make the Bible readable for everyone, for you and for me. Why he was like, this is the treasure map. This is the treasure map. Without it, we don't know where we're going. Are we playing the fool? Where's the path? This points to the hidden treasure. Who is God? Tyndale gave his life to make the story of God's unmatched, unrivaled, relentless love and kindness available to us. Wow. You guys, this is no, this isn't weak sauce. <laughs> it's not. It is powerful, and people gave their lives so that we could have it, so that it could be honey, it could be gold, it could be an anchor, it could be our map, it could be our light in the darkness, and it could ultimately point to the true treasure, the hidden treasure. 
I hope today that I'm just motivating you a little bit. This isn't just a Bible that sits or a book that sits on a coffee table. It is life. And if you look at that list of how the Bible describes itself, you guys, if we had those things, guess what? We'd be set for life. Food, water, sweet things, light. Wow. This is not just a book. It is a map. Can I challenge us to take this map that is a treasure and leads us to the greatest treasure and read it every single day. Read it every day. Ask God to speak to you through it. If you don't have a Bible, and this is where I'm gonna to get totally practical, practical Pastor Jen on you, okay? If you don't have a Bible, you can download a free app called YouVersion. They're gonna put a little slide up for it. Tells you how to download it. This is something that is practical. There, is way, there are ways for you to have the Bible with you at all times. If you need a physical Bible, go to the bookstore or email us. We will get you one, okay? Or if you want something that helps you with basic ideas that are found in the Bible, grab one of our New Beginnings books, okay? Grab one of those. Or you can download that. They're putting a slide up on the screen as well. Download that. It'll explain what the Bible is. It'll explain how to read it. It'll give you some scriptures to start with. Because you guys, if this is the map, may we practically apply it and read it every single day. Because what happens if I'm trying to head on a trip and I don't look at a map every single moment I'm walking or every single day know where I'm headed? Today, I got to get on I-90. Okay, if we don't, then guess what? We find ourselves off a little bit every day. Even if it's just a little read every single day. If you need help with any of this, just ask us. Can I tell you, this is why life groups too are really important. Or growth track are so important. Which brings me to the second essential element for your journey. Let's go ahead and watch this. This better be it, Mikey. Yep, Chunk. <sighs> Guys! <sighs> I think I have a match. That must mean that the rich stuff is near the restaurant. So, wait a second. Uh, Beth, I'm gonna need you to translate the map, because I don't understand Spanish. Right here. All right, all right. Diaz, they say Diaz. What does that mean? Ten times ten. Uh, hundred. Yeah. Yes. Stretching feet to the nearest north point. North. What's north? Which way's north? Okay. And that's where you'll find the tree. The tree. The, the rich stuff. The tree. The rich stuff. That's it. You understand that? So it's near the restaurant. all this trouble if you weren't really hiding something, would you? I know, I know. It's okay. It's okay. There's nothing to worry about. You don't know. You don't understand. Don't be Andrew, afraid. Teresa, like a... <laughs> this death for sure. 
I think he's the trusted copper pot. Trusted who? Who? Don't you guys remember from the attic? The news oh, article. See, they said the last guy who went looking for the witch stuff, they said he went in, but he never came back out. But, see, that was like back in 1935. If he didn't make it out and he was the postman expert, what about us guys? How are we gonna get out of here? Chester Copperpot! Don't you guys see? Don't you realize? He was a pro! He never made it this far. Look how far we've come. We've got a chance. Chance at what, Mikey? Getting killed? Look, if we keep going, someone's really gonna get hurt. Maybe dead. Besides, we gotta get to the police. Maybe Chunk already got to the police. Maybe Chunk is dead. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. I'm not a goonie. I wanna go home. I forgot. But still, don't you realize? The next time you see Sky, it'll be over another town. The next time you take a test, It'll be in some other school. Our parents, they want the best of stuff for us. But right now, they gotta do what's right for them. Cause it's their time. Their time. Up there. Down here, it's our time. It's our time down here. That's all over the second we ride up Troy's bucket. So they all continued on their journey together, and they eventually found the treasure. So what's the second essential element that these young people had? Well, it's this. It's the Goonies. It's the Goonies. They had each other. You know, when you are living this adventure, you need a crew of people to journey with you. You know, Chester Copperpot, right? Poor guy. The experienced professional explorer went it alone and didn't make it to the treasure. Went alone, didn't make it to the treasure. The Goonies, young and inexperienced, went together with their map and they had the adventure of a lifetime. They helped each other and then they found the treasure. How awesome is that? You know, I know this is a really simple message today, but it is profound if we will hang on to it and actually exercise it. I know we speak a lot about the community of faith around here. We talk about life groups, about relationships, about growth track. And if you're around here for maybe any amount of time, you hear it quite frequently. And some of you might even say, you know, watching online or in the room, you're like, why do they keep talking about this? Because it's that important. We were not meant to walk this faith journey alone, period, period. You know, we live nowadays in an incredibly individualistic society. It seems that everything is about me, but not about we. You know, the early Christian church 
has always been about the we. The Christian church has always been about the we. And if we desire to grow in our faith, it is God's plan. Everybody say God's plan. God's plan all throughout scripture for us to do this adventure and grow in our faith with others in the church. Never by ourselves, never by ourselves. And we say this all the time around here. We are not just a friendly church, but a family church. Why? Why? Because we learn how to follow Jesus together in family. You know, the Goonies, right? They went places together. They biked together. They ate together. They were mischievous together. <laughs> they cried together. They did scary things together. They found treasure together. And that is God's plan for us. And I want to point something out to you that I think is pretty amazing. And that's this, is that they read the map together. They read the map together. Throughout the movie, the group is always, watch the movie, looking at the map together, figuring out what it said together. Mouth is translating the Spanish, right? Somebody's looking at, at, at where we, the direction we should go, adding up what is 10 times 10, all the things. It's a group experience. No one is off reading the map alone. You were meant to grow in your faith together. You were meant to even read the map together. You know, if you are here, and I'm just gonna challenge us a little bit, okay? There should always be on this path and this adventure, there should always be someone who's ahead of you, who's a little, like knows a little bit more about the map than you. And there should, if you've been following Jesus for a little while, there should be something that, somebody that you are bringing along with you to show them what you know about the map. That's the way this community should function. If you know about the map, read the map with somebody else. You're not meant to just read the map at home alone in your house. Yes, I know I said read it every day and that's important, but we were meant to read the map together. They would have never found the treasure alone. They needed each other. And I love what the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. In chapter four, verses one through four, listen to this, you guys. This is what Paul says, here's what I want you to do. While I'm locked up here, he's writing from prison, a prisoner for the master, Jesus, well there we go, there's Paul going through a hard time, right, in his adventure. I want you to get out there and walk. Better yet, run on the road God called you to travel. I don't want any of you sitting around on your hands. I don't want anyone strolling off down some path that goes nowhere. And mark that you do this with humility and discipline, not in fits and starts, but steadily, pouring yourselves out for, there it is, each other. Each other. In acts of love, alert at noticing differences and quick at mending fences. Listen, 
you were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. So stay together, both inwardly and outwardly. Stay together. Same road, same direction. Stay together. Stay together. Gosh, I love the Bible. I love the map. I love it. You know, in closing, I want to challenge you to take your map and your people, your goonies, and jump into this adventure of following Jesus. When was the last time you risked something in your faith? When have you stepped out and tried something that wasn't comfortable? Join a life group. I know it's scary. I get it, okay? I get it, but guess what? You will go farther together. Maybe the thing you need to risk is maybe you need to sing out loud in worship. Maybe you need to share your faith with somebody. Invite a friend to church or to watch, you, watch with you as you're watching online. Maybe it's become a generosity rock star. Maybe it's start serving somewhere, somehow. But can I challenge you to do this? Take a risk. Take a risk. Step out. When was the last time you had the heart of a Mikey Walsh? A Mikey Walsh who wouldn't take no for an answer and who said, what if? I mean, what if you did those things? What if you read your map every day? What if you read your map with somebody else? What if you took somebody alongside you to read the map? What if you served? What if you gave? What if? What if? What if if we all did this? What would our communities look like? Our families look like? What would it be? What if? And this is the beauty, you guys. At the end of the story, and we don't have time to watch it, but the neighborhood is saved because Mikey took a risk. The treasure he found made a difference for everyone. Come on. The treasure he found with his crew made a difference for everyone. Your risk-taking won't just benefit you. It won't. It will make a difference. So take a risk. Take your map that somebody gave their life so that you could have in your hand. Take the map and gather your goonies. <laughs> gather your crew. Gather your people. And let's go on this journey together because what if, what if God just showed up in the middle of it and changed a whole bunch of people, including us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you so much for the map that you gave us to show us your great love for us. Thank you for the story that it tells of your goodness. Even the parts we don't understand sometimes, I know. God, but thank you for it. God, and thank you for this church. Thank you for the community that we have here. And I pray, God, that you would challenge us in some way today to maybe step out in this area of community a little deeper. God, and as we do, I just pray that you would make a difference. 
like only you can do. Use our risk taking. I pray that we won't settle, God, but we would take a risk. With every head bowed and every eye closed, please. There might be some of you in here today or watching online who say, you know what, I need to take that first step. And that's making Jesus the leader and the forgiver of my life. If that's you today and you want to make that decision, you want to start that journey, because can I just, it's not just a decision. It's a lifetime, but it changes you. So if you want to make that decision to start that adventure today with Jesus, just slip up your hand right where you're at. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you forward. At home, if you're saying, today is my day, I even want you to slip up your hand. It's your way of saying, it's my time. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray a prayer together. We're all going to pray it so those who are making this decision know that they are not alone, that there is a room full of goonies who are with them. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, today I choose to start my adventure with you. I make you the leader and forgiver of my life. I want you to journey with me. Show me how to read the map and bring people alongside me to follow you. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Let's give those who prayed that prayer a huge hand clap.